Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Kane Shane and Ellie back with you again. Just like we promised, we are going to do a post NFL draft four round rookie mock draft. We did one last week, uh, the pre draft four round rookie mock. And now we are going to do the. Uh, the post NFL draft mock and kind of see how those, those places changed and uh, see how accurate we were in kind of predicting some of this draft capital. Did we want to recap last week's draft first for anyone that didn't listen to it? We can recap um, when we go over the differences after the draft. At the end. That? Okay. That works for me. So let's just get right into it. Uh, do we need the same people to have the same spots, or doesn't it matter? doesn't matter, but we're giving Nelly the third spot. So I'll third. take the first spot then. I'll take Bijan Mustardson or Bijan Robinson, the running back now on the Falcons. Gets incredible draft capital. Uh, this is one that did not change. Um, he's still an incredible, incredible talent. Um, I'm curious to see how many drafts as we kind of get closer to the season where uh, a quarterback goes over Bijan Robinson, where Bijan doesn't go one. Um, that's what I'm going to be really curious to see. So as you're doing uh, rookie drafts, uh, make sure you put them in the Discord. I want to see if Bijan Robinson doesn't go one. It, it seems like there's been a couple you know, where that's happened. I'm interested to see if it does pick up steam. Because at, at two, I'm going to keep... The, I think we are in the same spots for drafts last time, by the way. I'm going to keep the uh, same player I took at two, and that is Anthony Richardson, the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts now. Uh, the upside and I think the floor, I keep talking about the high floor for him in in the you know Shane uh, stretching offense, I think is so high. He's going to be able to run. He's going to be able to do what Jalen Hurts does. I'll take that shot in fantasy all day, and the upside's tremendous, so he's – by far, I think I think a nice step above the other two quarterbacks for me. Yeah, I think that's pretty clear. Do you think there's is there a world where you're considering Richardson at one, or is it a very clear tier after Bijan? I, I I don't think I'm. I think I'm going Bijan one all, all day, no matter what. Yeah, I think we're consensus on that. Kane, you as well. I think it's close. Like I think it, I, I'm not sure it's necessarily like a, a large tier, but I would draft Bijan one because I think you have a lot more safety. Like, I don't think Anthony Richardson, even going where he did in the NFL draft, gives you a ton of safety in the whole like dynasty realm, right? Um, I, th- I think we've made that pretty clear every time we've talked about him that this is a high upside play. Uh, it, it could crash and burn in two and a half years. 
and we could find out that it just didn't work out right but if it does work out like the sky's the limit right and i think i think on the not working out like where it goes terribly wrong that's a a 15 20 percent chance for me there's a there's a large chance where he's just a mid quarterback like he's and he's just fine right uh hell daniel jones has been doing it for four or five years so like if he daniel jones did does he disappoint your pick at two shane no i I mean i'd I'd be happy with that i know a lot of people are disappointed by daniel jones but he's been qb2 for a lot of championships like I, I just want my quarterback to to play for my super flex team for six, seven, eight years. I mean, that's great. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you guys. I'm I think the Colts is like as good as it could have gotten for him. I think it's the best situation out of the three quarterbacks. All right, 103. This is where because I think I drafted out of the three last time. This is where uh, I'm going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to go Jameer Gibbs, running back now of the Detroit Lions. Got drafted at the 12th overall pick. And that's huge for me, right? Like, I didn't think that Gibbs was um, – I didn't think he was going to be an early first-round pick. And he ended up being that. I don't know if many people saw that coming. Apparently, other teams were considering it too, right? Like, it sounds like the Jets would have taken him at 15. So this isn't just, like, one team making this outlandish decision. And and when you are an early first-round pick, right, like the team – knowing that you're running back, the team is, like, they're fully invested in you. I think right now Gibbs is a top five dynasty running back. I think after you have Bijan Brees, um, you've got CMC, Jonathan Taylor. I think he's five, right? It's him or Saquon. Um, and he has room to grow there, right? Because I the, the presumed role he's going to take over in Detroit is, I don't know, 12 carries a game, five targets a game to start off with. He's going to get high-value touches in the receiving game. David Montgomery is there, right? So it's keeping his value down. But if, if he is worthy of this pick selection, he will uh, he'll be he'll be significantly better than David than David Montgomery. He'll get as many touches as they can give him. So there's downside, right? He's a little bit undersized. He's 199 pounds, but he is electric. He's a fantastic receiver, and he has a, most importantly is a team that is very very invested in him. I don't like that pick, but we can move on. Um, I would just take either of the quarterbacks over him. Right now, I still have C.J. Stroud as my third overall guy. Um, I still think C.J. Stroud's very good. I, I realize he might not have the absolute best weapons with the Texans, um, but the one thing I do know is he's going to have to throw it a whole boatload. Like, I don't think that team's going to be that good. Um, I think they're going to be losing in a lot of games. Um, I like C.J. Stroud. I think his weapons are just good enough um, where we're going to see a pretty solid floor for him this year, and then the weapons continue to get better uh, next year when, uh, well, the Texans would have a top-five pick where they could take Marvin Harrison Jr., but instead they're idiots. Um, But that's a whole different topic, Shane, and you can go ahead and pick at five. Yeah, I I mean, five, I'm going to take Bryce Young, the quarterback for the Panthers, pretty easily to me he he's my third player on the board like I, I like cj stroud i had him higher in my pre-draft rankings for the real nfl but i think for fantasy i do like bryce young's athletic upside i think it's getting underplayed because of anthony richardson where we do have a nice rushing floor 
with Bryce Young as well in the Frank Reich offense. Uh, so I'm excited for that. I know the weapons aren't quite there, but uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm in on Bryce as the 103 in Superflex tight end premium, which is what we always do and what our draft is here once again. Yeah, uh, there's a tier break there. I think those three guys that we just talked about are a tier. Um, I would not blame if you went young over Gibbs. I did it myself, despite what I said uh, earlier. I think it's a very close tier. 106, I think it's a tier on its own. I have Jackson Smith and Jigba, now wide receiver for the Seahawks, uh, as my number one wide receiver in, in, in a tier of his own here at the sixth spot. Um just incredibly productive as a sophomore at Ohio State alongside two top 12 wide receiver NFLs that were older than him in Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. That speaks volumes to me. The situation is interesting, right, because there are good wide receivers in Seattle with, with, uh, with DK Metcalf there, with Tyler Lockett there. They have good running backs too with, with Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. And Gino is – I mean, Gino could be good, right? But, I mean, he's not a star by any means. So, it's interesting. Um, passing volume probably goes up a little bit. Um, I think the, the first year, people might be reserved with this situation. But when the team invests – I mean, I kind of talked about it with Gibbs. If a team invested the 20th overall pick in this guy, like, they have a plan for him. He's going to fit in perfectly in their slot. They're gonna. They didn't do a ton of slot, like three wide receiver sets last year. I'm sure that will imp- increase this year because they drafted JSN, and he's just he's very very talented. I think you have to bet on the talent here. So just real quick here, we're we're at seven. Is this the spot where you would trade a random twenty, like take a random twenty four first for this spot, or are there a couple more guys for you? For me, yes. I I think I'd take three more at this spot before I take a random 2024 first. You know, that's kind of mid-playoff team uh, or close to it. Yeah, probably the, the 110 for me here. Uh, at this pick, I'm between two guys here. Uh, I think it's relatively close. I'm probably going to go super safe. And so for me, that's drafting Dalton Kincaid, the tight end out of uh, Buffalo. I I just think he's so, so safe as a player, uh, especially in a tight end premium league. Um, I'll take him. I think being tied to the Bills offense is just a good thing, mainly for fantasy football. Um, So I'll, I'll take that here. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a good spot for Kincaid. Uh, in tight end premium, I, I like him at that seventh spot. Um, I, I'm going to take Jordan Addison here with, with the eighth pick uh, receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. I, I just think he is a safe selection, and I think that's what you're weighing between him and Quentin Johnston, the, the Chargers, uh, to me. I just think Addison across from Justin Jefferson – in an offense that's probably going to have to throw the ball a little bit more, he's going to be he's going to get open. He's going to be one on one. You know that's going to help him do extremely well and be able to start day one. I'm a big Addison fan, and uh, I'll take him here. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I'll go with Quentin Johnston. Um, 
I have these two like neck and neck. As you said, I think Addison's a little bit safer. QJ is the upside play. He's the bigger guy. He's the alpha size wide receiver in this class. Now on the Chargers, um, it's in, it's another interesting situation, right? Because Keenan Allen's there. Mike Williams is there. So if they're both healthy, which is uh, not a sure bet, seem, QJ will probably be the third option to start off with. But he's talented. Again, they invested a pick in him. Justin Herbert is phenomenal. Um, this is something where we could see Quentin Johnston being uh, Justin Herbert's number one wide receiver in like two years, right? Like that is that is a phenomenal potential outcome here. So I'll I'll take this as a steal on my big board. Uh, at ten, I'm going to take Devin A. Chain, uh, the running back going to Miami. I think you know he can he can slot in in that offense, and he does at the outside zone run scheme really really well. Um, I'm excited to see him there. Curious to see, you know, it's obviously going to matter what happens in training camp, right? If, if a chain starts right away, I think he definitely has a chance to. Um, super electric player when you just try to get the ball in his hands and, and just let him go. Um, so I'm going to take him here. This is my truly shoot for the moon. I'm much higher on this guy than, than these other two fellas, but um, I'm, I'm going to definitely aim high here. I like Devin H. Chain. I'm the lowest that of all of us on on our rankings, which you can get on our Discord. I, but I love him. I think it's a good pick there at 10. Uh, I, I'm there. At 11, I'm going to take Will Levis, the quarterback for the Titans. I, I'm, I'm interested in maybe even to hear uh, both your opinions too. So he went at the second pick of the second round. I'm not a big like the team traded up for him, so that's better. Like that usually doesn't work out. I don't think there's any evidence that works out. Um, but I do feel like they were trying to they were trying to trade into the first round for him as well. If they had taken him at the last pick of the first round, I, I think he consistently goes here and maybe higher. We feel a little bit better, and it's a difference of two picks, three picks. Um, I, I'm not a big Will Levis fan, but I did not expect him to fall to the second round. I had him rated more like a second rounder, um, but it's a situation where he can take over for Ryan Tannehill, has Traylon Burks, has Derrick Henry, um, has an offensive line. They drafted Peter Skronsky. Hopefully that gets better. I think Levis and Superflex just has such upside. I'm I'm taking them at the end of round one all day and hoarding those quarterbacks. Shane, I'll tell you why this pick makes sense, and it's because I traded for Malik Willis the day before the NFL draft. Yeah, right, right. right. I, I saw that in one of our leagues. You you did, so. and I was like, oh, the, I can trade Zach Wilson for Malik Willis. Is like cool. Let's trade bad quarterback for bad quarterback. So this and is I so still don't know who's worse off. <laughs> Fair. Good question. <laughs> like it's, I think it's still even. I, like, <laughs> I think jury's still out, even uh, though they drafted Levis. Sad. I think it makes sense. I think the reasoning makes sense. I don't have him that high, but when you talk about like how we would view him if he went in for pick thirty, like would it be different? Probably a little bit. Should it be? Probably not. Right. So where did he go? Thirty three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He went thirty three. Yeah, the two hundred one. Two hundred two because the Dolphins tampered. Yeah, we're calling it two hundred one. We're going to put another <laughs> pick in uh, in the first round. Joey Porter yeah. Jr. is a first round. So, pick. I like that. Reverse. Yeah, Porter Jr. is a first round pick. Yeah, let's get that fifth option. 
All right, last pick of the rookie first round, which we're doing 12 picks. Uh, no no forfeitures of picks here. I'm taking Zay Flowers, the last of the first-round wide receivers here. Shannon Kane, a little bit lower on him. I love Zay Flowers. I think he's in the same tier as, as Addison and QJ. I think it's a tier of three and also Kincaid there. Um, again, went, what was it, 22 to the Ravens. I think he's got as good of a chance as anyone in that wide receiver room to lead the team in receiving yards this year. I think Bateman and um, Odell Beckham both are coming off of injuries. Um, both have very little to no experience in this offense already. Uh, new offensive coordinator, so um, throw out some of your priors with Ravens offense. It's it's a new page. It's still Lamar there, but Lamar is, Lamar is very good. He's an underrated passer. Mark Andrews will lead the room, but say Flowers, again, they drafted him here for a reason. They have a plan. And if he is who they think he is, they will use him to execute that plan. I think something that we forget is the last time someone drafted a wide receiver right before the Vikings drafted a wide receiver, it didn't work out. So this is just science. (laughs) Safe flower will not work out. Sorry. I don't make the rules here. Howie Roseman, notoriously bad general manager. Notoriously bad wide receiver picker in the first round at spot 21. (laughs) <laughs> if we use all of those qualifiers yeah then it's true then bust um <laughs> let's just recap this first round real quick uh, we have Bijan at the 101 at 102 anthony richardson 103 somehow jameer gibbs 104 cj stroud 105 bryce young 106 jsn 107 dalton kincaid 108 jordan addison 109 quinton johnston 110 devin a chain 111 will levis 112 zay flowers do we want to talk into... biggest risers and fallers in the first round, or should we do it all at the end? Let's, let's do it right now. I think that's good. Okay. Biggest faller, Will Levis. He went pick five in the first mock, went pick 11 here. Makes sense. Foul in the draft, falling here, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, biggest risers, number one biggest is Dalton Kincaid. He went 13th in the first mock, seventh in this mock. Makes sense. You're the first first tight end off the board. You go to the one of the best offenses in the NFL. Makes a ton of sense. Yeah, and and, and in a tight end premium draft, I think the tight ends, you know, that rise is kind of doubled or tripled, right? Uh, so I think for Kincaid, that's why that happened. Yeah, yeah. I think it's twofold. I think it's one he got drafted earlier, but two, I think the back end of the first is a little bit weaker than we expected. Now here's an interesting one. Devin Chain went 15th in the first mock, went 10th here, so that's a uh, he gained five spots. I think he got drafted later than we expected him to. Yeah. Is it purely situational here? Like, like why do we think that he he's kind of gained steam? And I guess Kane, you made the pick, so. Um, I think I think I feel like last week I talked about the fact that I could probably see a chain being up here. Um, like I, I like a chain a lot. I think, I think a, it, a little bit, it is situational, right? It's the, the situation is part of the reason why Zach Charbonnet is not here. Right. Yeah. Um, the, because it is situation and situation does matter for running backs. Um, at least a little bit when it comes to value or perceived value, uh, which is what I care about. Um, I, I think part of, part of it, I think we're, 
and correct me if I'm wrong, Shane, but I think we're seeing a little bit of a shift in the NFL when it comes to um, what draft capital actually means for a running back. And I think we saw it a little bit last year. I think we saw it more this year. And I'm curious to see if next year it continues to hold that same that same hypothesis or if that hypothesis remains to be true. Yeah, I, I think because the position is quote-unquote devalued that we might see guys in round three like Devin A. Chain, like Kendra Miller um, that we thought would go in round two. And, and it kind of boils down for – uh, a lot of those. I think it does speak to how good Bijan and Jameer Gibbs are. They went as high as they did in this draft. Um, so I, I agree. I mean, he went a full round after Zach Charbonnet, uh, Devin A. Chain, but was right kind of in that wheelhouse at RB4, um, you know, off the board with Kendra Miller and Tajay Spears. So I, th- I think it makes sense. Maybe he is uh, a tad high for me, but I think the situation is so good and so 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 fitting for a skill set that uh, I agree with Kane. I think it's a good pick, and I think I think you can get him as a steal in some of these rookie drafts. Yeah, some people are scared off by the size for sure. All right, let's get into round two here. Two hundred one. I'm going to kick it off here. I'm going to go Michael Mayer at the two hundred one. I think when we think about tight end premium, like this is the draft to load up on them tight ends, baby. Uh, so I'm going to take Michael Mayer here at the 201. He went to the Raiders. Raiders clearly need a tight end after moving Darren Waller. Um, I think Michael Mayer is a really, really solid player, and I think he's going to be really good for this offense. I'm going to keep the tight end train rolling. Maybe this is early uh, uh, comparatively, but I'm going to take Sam Laporta, the tight end for the Detroit Lions. He actually went in the draft one pick ahead of Michael Mayer. We we know a lot of people liked Sam Laporta, especially in his pass catching ability, the Detroit Lions, similar to the Raiders, really need a tight end and really need to start a tight end. Laporta could come in there and, and get a nice target share, get some catches right off the bat in a tight end premium. I'm with Kane. I'm investing in this tight end class because it is so good comparatively to the tight end classes that we get. We did not expect this draft capital out of these tight ends. Like, no, it would kind this of flip the running backs. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, to an extent. Laporta was definitely a very pleasant surprise. Um, he's going to be... Yeah, spoiler. I mean, Laporta, Schoonmaker, Strange all going round two was, was a surprise for sure. The fact that we had yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine day two tight ends, there's no way anyone predicted that. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to pivot away from tight end, despite me liking the tight end class. I think there's value here. I'm taking Zach Charbonnet running back now for the Seattle Seahawks. Situation sucks. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's it's not fun that, that Pete Carroll did a Pete Carroll thing and drafted another running back. Kenneth Walker's pretty good, right? Um, but only second-round running back here. I think Charbonnet's talented. Uh, he's a better pass catcher than Kenneth Walker is. So that's that's a way for him to kind of get a role early. Uh, and he's big, right? Like, So I think we could see something like, I don't know, 10 carries right away and getting the receiving work, whatever's left there um, after the receivers get their work. Um, and the upside, if a Kenneth Walker injury happens, is is massive. Like running back, one, running back number one overall weekly sort of upside. Um so 
it doesn't feel great. Like that situation is gross, but I think as the second round running back, you can't let him slip much further than this. Uh, at 204 here, I'm going to take Kendra Miller, the running back going to the Saints. I think he's a really solid player. I think potentially we saw him slide just a little bit due to the injuries, injury concern with him, right? We didn't get to see like full workout, things like that, but really, really solid player coming out of TCU. I think he's a relatively raw prospect in terms of like a peer running peer runner. Um, but I still think he's a really, really solid player here going to a, a spot that, that kind of needs some, some running back help. Obviously they did get Jamal Williams. We still don't know what's going to happen with uh, Alvin Kamara. That situation's obviously still up in the air um, with a pending sus- suspension, possibly on the horizon. Um, but I like Kendra Miller. I think he's a really solid player here. Um, feels a little high, uh, but, but I think that's kind of the price you have to pay to get kind of the last running back in that tier. Uh, I love that. I love taking these running backs here. I'm going to go with maybe a controversial pick of 205. I'm going to take Hendon Hooker, quarterback uh, for the Detroit Lions. And he did not get first-round draft capital. He did not get second-round draft capital. Um, he, you know, He went with the fifth pick in the third round. But the, the Lions – Moved up for him. We know what the talent is like. And the reason why I'm taking him here, even with the third round draft capital, is the upside. If he does start in a year for the Detroit Lions on an offense that's absolutely stacked, great offensive line, Amonra St. Brown, Jameson Williams, Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, like Hennon Hooker could be a QB1 in fantasy. And I think that's worth mid second taking a shot in Superflex to see what you can get out of him. Uh, I mean, I'm hoping like Desmond Ritter that hooker maybe gets a shot at some point and they're like, Hey, this guy's good in practice. We can move forward with him. Maybe Jared Goff gets a big extension. And this is a waste to pick. I don't know, but I'm willing. This is about where I'm willing to take that shot. It's funny. If you remember the mock last week, he went one eleven, And I think, I think it was you Shane who said, there is no way he goes here next week. It's either early or late. And, yeah, and here we are. Um, all right, two of six. I'm jumping back on the tight end train. This is my tight end too. I love Luke Musgrave going to the Green Bay Packers. Um, another early second round tight end, fourth off the board, but what was it, forty second overall pick? So that's a high investment. This guy is the best athlete, uh, like receiving athlete in this class. He's six six and ran a four six uh, forty, um, like. Very good receiver as well. He was he was killing the senior bowl, um, the route, the the one on one routes, and he he was in for a huge year this year. I'm I'm telling you, he was in for a huge year after two games. He was balling for Oregon State, got hurt, didn't play rest of the year. But um, that has left him a little bit undervalued. I think the the upside for him of the second round tight ends is the biggest here because he's the biggest and and the most athletic. Uh, can do a little bit of everything. And I, I love the fit in Green Bay. I think they, outside of Christian Watson, who's not even super proven himself, um, they have a ton of balls to go around from Jordan Love. So uh, I think sky's the limit here. Uh, at 207, uh, I know Nelly won't like this pick, but I'm going to go with my boy, Roshan Johnson, going to the Bears. I think Right. It, it's clear that they needed a running back. You have Khalil Herbert. I think Roshan Johnson's better than Khalil Herbert as a pure running back. Um, 
I think Roshan Johnson ends up taking over this backfield probably a few weeks into the season. You're going to see some uh, see some tweets probably early in training camp saying, oh, Roshan Johnson is really good. Expect to see him get more carries. And you're just going to kind of see it throughout the first few games where Roshan Johnson gets more and more touches. And it's because he's really, really good. Um, I think Roshan Johnson ends the season as kind of like that, that uh, RB almost 18 through 24-ish range. Uh, in in dynasty and and in value that's that's a great spot to be for Roshan Johnson to be there especially when you can take him kind of late to mid two I like it I'm a Roshan Johnson guy so I'm I'm in for that take that I, I was hoping he fall one more pick <laughs> um yeah because Maybe we'll get into it after, but I I think the early fourth round capital, like we were talking about before, is still very good for running backs. Now we have to keep that in mind. The Damian Pierce situation, Russia Johnson could be in that situation in Chicago. Uh, the two hundred eight, I'm gonna go with the player I think is gonna be very controversial in rookie drafts. Things is where he's gonna get drafted. It's gonna vary wildly. That's Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers, the fifth receiver off the board in the NFL draft. Uh, which was fairly unexpected, though in my seven-round mock, I had him at this exact spot. My day two mock draft, Travis May made fun of me because I had Jonathan Mingo in this spot. Uh, <laughs> and and then it happened um, because he's the, he doesn't have much production. Like, he, he did not produce. He's big, he's fast, he's athletic, and never really produced in Mississippi. It's kind of scary. But the Carolina Panthers, Frank Reich loves his ex-receiver. Think Michael Pittman. It's about where they drafted Michael Pittman. Um, that's important. Mingo might be the best pass catcher on the Carolina Panthers, which is saying something. And he has Bryce Young as his quarterback. So I, I think Mingo can have, he has a ton of upside. Once again, late second, I'm taking some shots on upside plays here. I think uh, Mingo fits that. Yeah, that's more of an indictment of Bryce Young's situation than anything else, now that you mention it. <laughs> um, 209, I'm going to go Tank Bigsby. I drafted him last week as well, a little bit earlier than this. Um, and I'll tell you what, his draft capital pretty much lined up with what we were expecting. He went mid-late round three to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The issue is Travis Etienne's there, right? So we, Kane specifically had talked either here or on the second podcast about that being a place that's going to draft a running back. He was right, they did. And there's work to go around, right? They split the carries early in the year when Jaden, James Robinson was there. And then they gave Travis Etienne a little bit more of a workload. I think uh, my points here for Tank Bigsby are pretty similar to my points for Zach Charbonnet. I think he's going to have a role to start off with. Um, and the upside is there. And I also believe the talent is there, where if the situation arises, that he can take advantage of it and provide, and provide big weekly upside. At the 210, this is a surprise to me. I assume that Josh Downs would be gone by now. Uh, but I'm going to take him at the 210. Uh, they're going to need another wide receiver to go along, Michael Pittman, who I don't believe is that good. Uh, and Anthony Richardson is going to utilize that slot wide receiver a lot. It's a really important uh, safety valve. I think Josh Downs brings a lot to that offense. Um, I hate drafting a wide receiver here, but that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, so I'll take him at the 210. 211, yeah, I'm, I'm 
going to do the same thing. I'm going to draft receiver that I didn't really expect and I think might go higher. And that's Rasheed Rice, wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I think he has a, a, a good a good potential, good potential to, to increase in value, right? Being second-round pick, 24th pick of the second round to the Kansas City Chiefs. They don't really have that size outside of MVS to have someone over six feet tall that has some of the athletic abilities that Rasheed Rice does. And I think the draft him that early says that some of the character effort questions aren't maybe aren't real, or at least they don't buy into that. Um, you know, I think there's a world where Rasheed Rice is the wide receiver one for the Chiefs at the end of the season, we say, wow, this guy could really blow up next year, and I, I could trade him for a 24 first. I'll take that shot. Uh, yeah, another big riser there. Um, 24, last pick of the first, second round. Disgusting pick. I'm taking Tajay Spears, running back for the Titans, the last of the, uh, the day two running backs. Uh, and that's why I'm taking him. He's the last of the day two running backs. I also think the instant opportunity is pretty solid. Um, obviously, Derrick Henry is on the Titans. Um, but Tajay Spears is a very good receiver. That team has no weapons. They have Traylon Burks. They have, I don't know, Kyle Phillips. I, I Does he count as a weapon? So I think there's going to be a, a lot of utility for Tajay Spears instantly in the receiving game. I would feel really good about this pick, actually, if it if it didn't come out after the draft that he has won ACL, that his other knee has has issues and has potential like long term like degenerative arthritis in his knee. Um, but I have not examined his knee. I assume the Titans have examined his knee, uh, and they took him in the third round when there were other talented running backs available. So. I'm taking a, a slight bet here. It's late in the second round, so I feel better about doing it here that that they feel relatively confident that he can provide some instant returns and and not be like a, a one or two year rental, be like someone who could play at least on his rookie contract. Let's just recap the second round here. We have at two hundred one Michael Mayer, two hundred two Sam Laporta, two hundred three Zach Charbonnet. 204, Kendra Miller, 205, Hendon Hooker, 206, Luke Musgrave, 207, Roshan Johnson, 208, Jonathan Mingo, 209, Tank Bigsby, 210, Josh Downs, 211, Rasheed Rice, 212, Ty J. Spears. Yeah, so we have two big risers here. Uh, both guys are actually 17 picks earlier than they were last time. First is Sam Laporta. He went 31st in the, in the first mock, 14th here. I think this is another product of draft capital is much earlier than we expected, right? And the situation's pretty good, too. Yeah. I mean, the situation's good. The fact that he went over Michael Mayer, I don't I don't know anyone that really guessed that. Um, so, you know, even if I took him a little bit early at, at the 14th player off the board, still a pretty big rise from last time. Yeah, and the other name is Rasheed Rice, uh, was 40th in our first mock, 23rd here. That's probably draft capital end situation driving that. And I think there was definite fear that he could fall with a lot of rumors about, oh, he's, he's lazy. There's some off-field effort concerns, like people don't like the character. When it didn't happen, and it's the Chiefs, like you said, no way. I think uh, that's why I picked it. They're both my picks, so I don't, know, maybe, I don't think I was t- super early on either one in terms of consensus. But, uh, yeah, I, I – I think that's where Rice is probably going to go in a lot of these drafts. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. All right. And the biggest fallers, our biggest fallers, Hendon Hooker, we've kind of talked about that, right? He went later than, than we had potentially expected. We kind of – we hedged last week. Um, second largest faller here is Zach Charbonnet. Took him at 10th last week, 15th here. Is that just a product of the situation? Yeah, and, and I don't think he's that talented, but, like, that's a conversation for a different time. <laughs> yeah, that hasn't changed in this past week, though. No, I, I have been on that boat for a while. Um, yeah. But, no, it, it really is situation, right? You go behind the guy that's drafted second, like the running back that's drafted second in the second round, right? It, and And played well. It's not like he didn't play well. Like Kenneth Walker III didn't play well in Seattle. Right. Like he was good. So I think you add up all that, especially when, when you add in like people were already drafting Kenneth Walker in, in offseason drafts with the assumption they don't draft anyone. And Kenneth Walker was going close to RB five, six, seven. Right. In, in dynasty drafts. So you add all that up and yeah, it's basically going to say like Ooh, the value on Zach Charbonnet is definitely lower. Yeah. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And then I guess Jonathan Mingo is – he won 26 last week, 20th this week. So that, that's a slight rise as well. I think that's another one of those where – he just went – he got drafted earlier than expected. And he also was like, we didn't get a ton of day two wide receivers that we love, right? And he was kind of the earliest of them. So makes sense there. And and Kane – or sorry, Shane touched on it, the um, – the situation where he could be Bryce Young's number one wide receiver. There's some upside there. No, I, yeah, I agree with that. It's, uh, it's fun. It's fun to see some of these changes because it's players we definitely didn't expect going in. All right. Uh, let's just kick it off. 301. Let's go a little bit quicker here. Uh, changed my rank. I'm going to take Luke Schoonmaker here, the tight end uh, from Michigan going to – sorry, that team up north. Sorry, Shane. Uh, don't want to say Michigan here. Um, it goes to the Cowboys. Really, really solid player. You're going into a spot that throws to the tight end a lot. Not only do they lose a better offensive coordinator, they somehow get a worse person calling plays and a more backwards play caller. That only means they're probably going to throw to the tight end more somehow. Like, I'll take him here. I think he's a really solid player. That's fair. I, I, I like Scooney. I'm I, I'm in uh which of these tight ends. A lot of them went earlier than we thought. At the 302, I am going to take Jalen Hyatt, a wide receiver for the New York Giants. Once was kind of thought to be a consensus potential first round pick, ends up falling to the tenth pick of the third round. Um it's just kind of wild. That he was the tenth receiver off the board, but I like I like the fit in New York. Um, they don't have a ton of speed guys; they have a lot of small slot guys. But no one that's that's their jobs to get down the field. So I'm a fan of that. I think Hyatt's still very talented. I like the profile more than there's the couple receivers drafted in front of him we haven't taken, and I like the situation. Third round, once again, I'll swing for the upside here. Three or three. I'm going with my my favorite second round wide receiver. I believe he is my wide receiver five. Um, start of a big tier. Marvin Mims uh, in in uh, in Denver playing for the Broncos. Um, was very pleasantly surprised with his draft capital. 
Um, the situation is not ideal, right? Like Jerry Judy's fifth-year option just got picked up. Corlin Sutton's still on the team and is talented. So he's presumably three to start off with. That being said, he kind of slots in perfectly as, as, the, as the slot guy to start off with. Um, but uh, they've had good things to say. I don't think either of those wide receivers I mentioned are locked in. Russell Wilson could bounce back. Um, I think there are a lot of things that could break right here for him to return value on a, on an early third round pick. Uh, 304 here. I'm going to take Chase Brown. He's, he, I know he got drafted a little bit later than I wanted him to, but he did get drafted by the Bengals. Um, I think he's clearly the, the RB2 in Cincinnati. This is one of those picks, especially in this range, I'm trying to gather as many RB2s on my team because they're one injury or one, uh, you know, one issue away from being that main guy on their team. So I'm going to take Chase Brown here at the 304. Still, still, still on that Chase Brown love. You did lose to Nelly on the bet of Tajay Spears versus yep. Chase Nelly Brown's just draft has to, to let me know where I need to donate 50 bucks. Yeah. Um, Three oh five. This I, I, and this is why I like doing these, which I think it's a good exercise for you out there before your rookie drafts. Really break it down. You get to a point and you're looking at your rankings. You're like, nah. I, th- I think I'd, I'd swap one guy or, or the next. I'm gonna go with Jaden Reed here at the three oh five and drop him. I'm actually gonna pump him up a spot. Um, you know, looking at the draft capital for receivers, the fact that he was the sixth one off the board, the 19th pick of the second round. Nelly already talked about the Packers and Musgrave being a decent situation. I don't love the Packers taking another not as, uh, you know, yellow Raz receiver, a slot receiver and day two. Last time we had that um, was, uh, was uh, money Rogers and that didn't work out very well, but I think Jaden Reed's a better player. I think he just was in an offense that ran the football a lot. Um, so I'll take a shot on, on the last round two receiver that's on the board. Man, you sniped me. Sneaky good analytic profile as well. Um, all right, where are we pivoting to? Uh, at this point, all the all the second-round wide receivers are off the board. Now we pivot to just running back bodies. My next favorite one available is Izzy Abanacanda. Went to the Jets in the fifth round. Uh, obviously, Brees Hall's there. Michael Carter's still there as well. Um, but Brees Hall's coming off a torn ACL, I think there'll be some opportunity early in the year for some run. Um, and I think he's just, he's, he's one of those guys that's, that's going to be a, a good handcuff to hold on to. Uh, I'm going to take another running back drafted in the sixth round. That's Zach Evans, but Shane, just so you know, the Rams traded up for him. So See, you got, you got to factor that in. That, that means carries so more weight. They traded multiple <laughs> picks to get to where they are. They give out the chance to draft more players on a bad team. Uh, and so they, they take Zach Evans here in the sixth round. Um, I'm going to take him here. Like, if you look at the depth chart, right, you have Cam Akers, Kyron Williams, Zach Evans, Ronnie Rivers. That's about as wide open of a running back room as you can possibly get. Um, I'll take the shot here at the 307 that he either becomes the first or the second option in that offense. Look, and they forsake they forsake uh, taking a punter and a long snapper. They had none on the roster. They said, "You know what? We're, we're not we're not going to do it. We're going to dra- we're going to trade up for Zach Evans instead." So, actually, was a big decision. They just yeah. signed the top guys in 
free agency that were available. But ram up is that what they say? Ram up. Not that sounds terrible. <laughs> Let us know, Rams fans. Um, the three hundred eight. I'm going to take Britton Strange, tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Was drafted in the second round, a pick thirty, surprising many. Um, he, but he is a perfect fit for Doug Peterson's tight end role. We saw what Evan Ingram did this past year. He's playing on the tag. Bretton Strange might be the next guy up into that very athletic, target-heavy tight end role that plays in the slot. I mean, Strange is super athletic. Uh, Didn't produce a ton of Penn State. Maybe maybe Sean Clifford's fault. I'll just blame him. Uh, Hopefully he won't go in this draft at all. And Strange, I think, could be a better pro than college player. Uh, 309, I'll go Eric Gray. I think I could say the exact same thing I said for Izzy Abanacanda here for Eric Gray, except I think there's a little bit less competition for the backup job. I just don't think he's quite as good as Izzy Abanacanda. But um, listen, if he looks good this year, Saquon's on the tag, who knows? I mean, there's a chance that they love Eric Gray. Probably not, but there's a chance. Uh, at 310, you can say – you can just carry forward – most of the running backs here and just say the same thing for all of them, right? Evan Hull more than likely is going to be the running back too for the Colts behind Jonathan Taylor. Cool. And you can catch passes. Like he's a solid running back. Uh, that's what I'm trying to draft here. RB twos on a team, especially a team that was going to run the ball a lot. We love that. 311, I'm going to go team big receiver again. I'm going to take Cedric Tillman, wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns, was picked with the 11th pick in the third round. Maybe he's the backup to Amari Cooper for now and eventually takes over for him. Maybe he plays outside on the other side. Uh, but someone that was getting, you know, kind of early round two potential buzz fell a little bit, but goes to a situation. I know they traded for Elijah Moore there in Cleveland but need more size as an outside receiver. And Tillman was productive at Tennessee. I, I like him in the late third. Yeah. Uh, I'll go receiver again. I'll go Keishon Butte out of LSU. I think going to the perfect situation, playing for the New England Patriots, um, where where to get drafted? Fifth round? Sixth round? Um, uh, the good news here is he got drafted, right? Like there is a chance that he wasn't going to. Uh, that was a legitimate possibility. So he's actually risen compared to where he was last week in Vermont. Um, here's the thing. I think that the talent is in there somewhere, right? Like, I don't know if he's dealing, if he's been dealing with injuries. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's up with the testing numbers. Maybe he's not that good of a tester, but he was very, very good uh, in spurts at LSU. And if, if, if Bill, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots can get that out of him, he can be their wide receiver one a couple Like, there's no one holding him back. He can be better than Juju Smith-Schuster if everything breaks correctly. Like, the upside is there. I think late third round, I'll I'll bet on that. Recap this third round here. Luke Schoonmaker, uh, 302. Jalen Hyatt, 303. Marvin Mims, 304. Chase Brown, 305. Jaden Reed, 306. Izzy Abanaconda, 307. Zach Evans, 308. Brenton Strange, 309. Eric Gray, 310. Evan Hull, 311 Cedric Tillman, 312 Kayshawn Boutte. Yeah, I don't know if we still need to do risers and fallers here in the third round, but uh, I'll just real, we don't need to explain them because we already have. But I mean, it's it's Brent Strange, Luke Schoonmaker were risers. Also, Jaden Reed. 
biggest followers here, Jalen Hyatt, Izzy Abanacanda, just oh, and and Cedric Tillman as well. Guys who got drafted maybe a little bit later than we had expected them to. Makes sense. Let's let's tear through this fourth round here. Uh, I go first. Four hundred one. Tucker Craft, tight end out of South Dakota State, going to the Packers. They drafted two tight ends in the first two days. I don't know what they're doing. Look, someone's got to play the Josiah DeGuara H-back role. My Tucker Craft shares are sad about it. Um, 402, I'm going to take Tank Dell, wide receiver for the Houston Texans. Uh, decent uh, Stays in Houston, decent spot for production. 403, I'm going to hang on to my priors a little bit. I'm going Sean Tucker. I'm betting on him falling in the draft because he has a heart issue and the Bucks taking a chance on him because they know he has the talent. Um, it's a pretty no, – There's no ch- taking a chance on him as an undrafted free agent. That's not taking a chance. Taking a chance on his health. That's not a chance. They can cut him any any day. There's no That's chance true. on his health. <laughs> he got guaranteed money equivalent to a mid-six-round pick. So it was coveted, at least to an extent. There you go. No. Uh, 404, I'm going to take Dwayne McBride. Don't know what's happening with the uh, Vikings backfield, but I'll take a piece out of it. What he's he was third in uh, forced or missed tackles created last year. There's a stat for you, Nelly. Love it. Give me all the stats. Four oh five. I'm gonna take. Darnell Washington, tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't like him for fantasies, probably more of a big tackle, but uh, Pat Frymuth had multiple concussions. Washington might catch some touchdowns. 406, I will go Chris Rodriguez. Oh, um, come on. Commanders running back. Did you know that the they the commanders had him graded as a third-round pick? I, oh, they lied. Let me know if that says yeah, more about Chris Rodriguez or if it says more about the, the scouting team or commanders. These these are all a lie. Every, that that what we had him graded is always a lie. The Titans <laughs> right. are going to take Will Levis. So Peter Skronsky was off the board. He's going to be a top eleven pick. Yeah, and the Jets were totally going to go uh, Jameer Gibbs at fifteen. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I'm going to take at the 407. I'm going to take Deuce Vaughn. There's not a lot of running backs in Dallas. Um, so I'm going to take him here. Um, hell, they gave, they're still giving Tony Pollard run. So clearly anyone can do it. At the 408, I will take, uh, I think the second to last day two receiver, and that's Michael Wilson wide receiver for Stanford. Once again, I'm team size at receiver. Give me the big guys. Arizona looks like DeAndre Hopkins is going to stay, but this is a completely new GM co-head coach, and they drafted this guy in round three. Um, I'm going to go a little bit off board here. I'm going to go Puka Nakua, uh, Rams wide receiver. I think he's a really good fit there. He does a lot of the same things that Robert Woods used to do. He's good He's good on um, he's good like on reverses. They used him a ton for that at BYU. Um, I they don't really have a wide receiver too. Allen Robinson's gone. Uh, I think there's some opportunity right away for him to be productive. 
I don't know what I want to do here. There's basically no running backs left. As you so think that comment that Nelly drafted two receivers who are drafted after Justin Shorter. <sighs> Justin <laughs> Shorter, what a blast from the past. <laughs> days. Got drafted over Keishon Butte and Pukunikua. I'm going to take Tyler Scott here at the 410. It's probably another one. Was Justin Shorter drafted before Tyler Scott too? No, t- Tyler Scott went uh, went ahead of Justin Shorter. Yeah, so take that, good. Justin Shorter, and your twenty catches in college, or how many ever you had. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take him here. Like, there's there's definitely a chance that that Tyler Boyd doesn't continue to be on the Bengals. Um, does Tyler Scott fit into that? I don't know, man. Or no, he got drafted by the Bears. Whoever. <laughs> like I don't know who to draft anymore. I don't want to draft a wide receiver, but I'm kind of stuck. Bears, Bengals. Someone throw him the ball. Ooh. Yeah. No, I, I like that pick. I was hoping he'd fall there. But I actually have someone rated higher, but uh doesn't he doesn't pop on our consensus board. So I'm gonna take Jake Hayner with the four eleven. Um once again, we're you know, we're in super flex. Like I will take the quarterback. He was drafted in the fourth round to the Saints, uh, which is an interesting situation. Nice, like, taxi squad guy stash for a year or two. See what happens. Uh, Mr. Relevant of our draft, I will take Cameron Leitu. Tight end, Alabama tight end, drafted in the third round by the 49ers. George Kittle oft injured. Uh, yeah, I mean, third round tight end. Good athlete from Bama. Might as well. There you go. Uh, 401 Tucker Craft, 402 Tank Dell, also known as the wide receiver one by Rico. Uh, 403 Sean Tucker, 404 Dwayne McBride, 405 Darnell Washington, 406 Chris Rodriguez, 407 Deuce Vaughn, 408 Michael Wilson, 409 Puka Nakua, uh, 410 Tyler Scott, who I now know is drafted by the Bears. Uh, so fun thing, fun learning things. Uh, not that it matters for this. Uh, 411 Jay Kaner and 412 Cam Latu. Solid. Uh, you want to teach us something before we buy and sell here? Shane? I will. I will. Do either of you know which which president John Tyler was? Which president yes. of the United States? I couldn't even give you like the first digit of the number. <laughs> Kane. Uh, give me the name again. John Tyler. <laughs> Yeah, are you Googling? Uh, no, that's obviously number nine. Uh, close is number 10. So it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, so th- this story is going to tell you how young our country actually is. So John Tyler was 10th president, 1841 to 1845, was born in 1790. He died in 1862. And he still has a living grandson in alive in the United States. So. Our country is not that old. He uh, he had he had a first wife who ended up dying, and he had a son with his second wife. He was sixty three years old. That was in eighteen fifty three, uh, and then his son. Same thing happened. First wife died, remarried. Uh, he actually had two sons, one at uh, seventy two and one at seventy five in nineteen twenty eight. Um, the first son died in twenty twenty. And Harrison Ruffin Tyler is 95 years old and still alive, grandson of President John Tyler. Like, what you're basically telling me 
is that early America was like a soap opera. <laughs> yeah, look, it was it was it was just like switch it around, move it around, you know. Um, so it's it's crazy. His this guy's dad like lived through the Civil War, and that's so uh, weird. It's nuts. crazy um let's let's get into our buys and sells here um anyone feel like going first yeah i could go first i don't think i ever go first all right yeah, get after it. It. um buying damian harris running back of the buffalo bills the bills did not draft a running back um they signed latavius murray today which i think means nothing i think damian harris is, could be gotten for super cheap he is very underrated as a talent. He, he's going to be perfect in Buffalo as like the goal line back as the two down guy that doesn't provide a ton of value, but it's, it's a team that scores a lot of points. Uh, and Josh Allen has talked about wanting to protect his body a little bit more. This is a guy who could have 10 plus touchdown upside there. I think you'll, you'll see, you'll be pretty safely seeing 10 plus carry. Um, myself, we're going to go Debbie here. I'm going to sell Tyler Buckner. Um, with the transfer to Alabama. I don't think we've talked about that. I'm not convinced that he is going to be the starter there. Um, it's very confusing, right? Like, he's transferring for an offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese, who who didn't start him last – like, benched him last year. I, I, so, uh, well, he got hurt too. But once he came back healthy, I don't think, I don't think he played either. But point being, like – I am not sold that he is going to be the starter at Bama. So ride that kind of momentum that you have now. See what sort of value you can get for him. I think that categorizes him as a sell. My unknown stock, uh, a little bit weird, Drake London. Uh, The Falcons are riding with Desmond Ritter. I don't think that's a good thing for, for Drake London. Additionally, Kyle Pitts is there, very talented as well. Bijan Robinson, also a very good receiver. Right. So like at a certain point, if we're looking at a lower passing volume offense with a, a, a subpar quarterback, even if the measure like the underlying metrics are great for Drake London, what does that return in terms of fantasy points? I don't know. Like I don't I think he's still very, very talented. I think if you're looking for immediate fantasy production, there are maybe better pivots at that value. Uh, I, I can go here. Um, a buy for me is Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, it was clear that right they didn't do a whole lot to change the running back room. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, pretty clear to me, as still kind of the guy in New England. Um, my unknown stock, I'm going to go unknown stock next, and it's George Pickens. Like, I know we've, we've talked a lot about right the selling George Pickens because they're probably going to draft a, a wide receiver relatively high. Uh, um, I, I don't think they really drafted a ton of people that scare me in terms of George Pickens, right? Um, but that doesn't mean George Pickens is that good for fantasy football or that, I don't know, is is Pickett that good for fantasy football? Like, I don't know. I think there's a lot of question marks when it comes to, when it comes to that offense. Um, my sell right now is... Uh, is macaroni jones and here's my plan for mac jones um i want to give like mac jones maybe a late two and get up to geno smith that's what i want i think that's a much better play 
than trying to hold on for Mac Jones, who if he is destined for a second contract as a starting quarterback, I would be mind boggled. Like I would be completely floored if he somehow got a a larger second contract. Um, So he's, he's my sell. I honestly would just, I, I don't know who's going to say no to Mac Jones in a late two for Gino. I don't think many people are. I think you could even go Mac Jones, maybe a three for Gino. Cause I think a lot of people will probably have Gino Mac Jones relatively similar. Uh, that's fair. I think getting rid of Mac Jones is always a good call. Um, my buy, we talked about it a bit on the second podcast, which you can join the secret shopper program and listen to is Rashad white, the uh, running back for the Buccaneers did not draft a running back. Um, and in turn, my sell is Sean Tucker selling to some, you know, Rube like Nelly who's drafting Sean Tucker in the, the first, you know, four rounds of the rookie draft, right? I've, I've seen on Twitter, Sean Tucker's, uh, he's better than Rashad white. And it's like, look, Rashad white is unscathed at least for another year. Um, even if Tampa's bad, people are still down on white. You could probably give up a second round pick and get him. And maybe you could sell Sean Tucker if you have him in, in the Debbie league already. And you could pick up, you know, a Debbie depleted two or three. My unknown is DeAndre Swift, the only player trade that we had during the draft, uh, moving from the Lions to the Eagles. Like, I, I see the trade immediately. I'm like, oh, this is good. Eagles starter, right? Boom, we're in. And then I go and look at, right, the Eagles depth charts. And I'm like, uh, we got Rashad Penny. We got Kenneth Gainwell. Like, everyone's going to get some carries. Everyone's going to get some touches. Uh, do I really like DeAndre Swift as a fantasy asset? Is he going to score touchdowns? I don't know. Jalen Hurts going to run some in. Uh, so I, w- I was torn. Literally, when I made my list, I was like, man, I should put him as a buy. and no, I should put him as a sell. Like, that means unknown. <laughs> so I- I'm all over the map with uh, Swift. And that is it for us here at the Debbie Marketplace. Just know that if you've heard us reference our rankings, the Secret Shopper program, um, you can just go to our Discord. It's $25 for the year. We try to make it as cheap as possible. That includes Debbie rankings, uh, rookie rankings. That includes an extra podcast, analytic database, like the whole nine yards. So uh, feel free to join 25 smackers a year is all it costs. But that is it for us here at the Debbie Marketplace. Just want to say that we appreciate and thank every single one of you.